there we go. <laughs> yeah, it, it does its own countdown. I didn't need to do my own. Anyway. <laughs> no, I love your countdown. Oh, all right. Just going <laughs> to. Okay. Restarting. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the seventh episode of Zoo and Me. Due to an unfortunate series of events, Akito is not joining us. So it's just me and this raccoon. Hello, I'm the raccoon again. So, Taro, there was something you were wanting to talk about? Yeah, the whole reason that I agreed to do this, by the way, is because I feel personally attacked. Oh? Yeah. So, last episode, which I watched, to be clear, um, you were talking about me. And I just wanted to point something out. We've been friends for, what, almost a year now? Yeah. I've done your podcast. You've written for my magazine. Yep. I'd like to say, you know, we're pretty good friends. Mm-hmm. Why don't you know how to pronounce my name? Because <laughs> I only ever see it in re- in writing. And I barely ever hear it said. I did your podcast. <laughs> I know, but I keep, I keep forgetting the pronunciation. <laughs> All right. So what is it? It's one of two. <laughs> Yeah, and if you say the wrong one, I'm leaving right now. Fuck. <laughs> uh, tarot. All right, where the fuck's the close call button? No. <laughs> I'm just gonna call um, you Brace for the rest of the podcast. Okay. <laughs> I'm mostly just sad that. Akito isn't here because I was planning on calling uh, them a key crow after uh, the last last episode's commentary as well. <laughs> Is it from uh, uh, Meg Wolf calling yeah. you a crow? <laughs> Although I w- only would have done it if uh, she also got my name wrong. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, in all fairness, I also used to constantly get Akito's name wrong. Mm. I would pronounce it Akito. <laughs> in fact, I'm pretty sure I've pronounced it Akito on the podcast before. I don't remember it, but I really, really hope you have because that's I, so I funny. Re- I remember getting upset with me over it. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Hey, if you're listening, Akito. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, do you want a really hard question? I suppose. Okay. Um, so, parks, libraries, museums. Oh no, not this again. You have to... Wait, did I already ask this on the podcast? No, you asked it on Twitter. Oh, right, okay. Parks, libraries, museums. You have to cut the funding of one, double the funding of another, and the third one stays the same. What do you do? Okay, so if I remember correctly, my answer was was add to the budget of libraries, keep museums the same, and defund parks. <laughs> defund parks? I'm sorry. The libraries, in my opinion, are the most important because they have all the shit... You- they got all sorts of information you can learn and a lot of them have computers that you can apply to jobs with and shit like that museums i just fucking love museums sue me (laughs) yeah yeah 
<laughs> Honestly, even probably my my favorite vacation of all time was at Washington D.C. simply because I spent the entire time wandering the Smithsonian. Oh, museums are so cool. I'm a I'm all for doubling museums, uh, keeping parks, and getting rid of libraries. Oh. But okay, here's the thing, right? I've heard some great arguments because this is one of my favorite conversation starter questions yeah. about how libraries provide amazing social services and how um, it's more than just like a collection of books or whatever. Yeah. But like museums are so tactical and hands-on and I feel like you learn so much more and better you, when you, you mean can tactile? <laughs> Did I say tactical? Yes, you said tactical. <laughs> <laughs> so much more tactile yeah, you just go in the going the and it's just got like red dot sights and suppressors listen i don't know how america is um but yeah there's so much more tactile we got there um and i feel like you learn so much more from being able to like see and interact with things than you do from just like i don't know reading Especially because yeah. there's a lot of people that just like refuse to pick up a book, but would love to go and like see stuff. Um, Relatable. Yeah, right. <laughs> and so I feel like museums are so cool in that regard. And like parks, I think are important because having outdoor spaces are really good. And like you can still do a lot of like those kind of community activities in parks. Yeah. Um, libraries, I get their function, but like there's e-libraries. You know, being fair, but at the same time, I mean, it just opens up things for so many more people <laughs> to mm -hmm. have the physical library. Yeah. Hey, the reason it's a good question is because all three things are good in the end. Yeah. But also, if you go with an answer other than mine, you are wrong. So, <laughs> except with museums in England, in which case it's all stolen. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Really, museums everywhere are a little bit like yeah. that, but it's it's yeah. fine. You know what? We just brush past that part when we talk about how good they are. Yeah. Now, speaking of museums, uh, recently I went down to Chicago ho, and mm -hmm. went to the, uh, uh, what's the museum called? It's... Okay, I can't remember the name of the museum, but it's got a U-boat. Mm -hmm. And I went and I uh, got to go on a tour of the U-boat. Kind of cool. It was very cool. Yeah. Because I'm a history I'm a history buff through and through. Like the story behind the or behind that particular submarine was just really cool. Like they uh they had to capture it in order to crack the Enigma code mm -hmm. or something like that. Because you know the submarine hands needed to be able to communicate with Berlin without uh, you know the Allies intercepting it. Yeah. So what they had to do was first they had to get they, first they had to find a U-boat. Then they had to convince the captain of the U-boat to surface and surrender. Because because yeah. the U-boat captains had the order had the orders to scuttle the U-boat or something like that if they were rather than risk being captured. Mm -hmm. But that particular U-boat captain valued the lives of his men more. Good for him, in yeah. fairness. Yeah. As as far as, as the Germans at that time go, de decent enough guy. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Hey, so they end up surrendering the U-boat. How did they get the and they get the Enigma codes after uh, out of it? But <laughs> then they decided to fucking tow the thing back to America. 
Like they tied it to the back of a ship and just towed it. Damn. Because the engines had been had been damaged. Yeah. It just said that it was just sitting in the sitting in a harbor for like ages. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's cool that we now have it for like historical uh, record. Yeah. Eventually, eventually, uh, he they were just going to uh, get rid of it and scrap it. However, her her. Uh, I can't remember who exactly it was. I think it was one of the people who had captured the U-boat. Hoat uh, advocated for the for that Chicago museum to take it, and they managed to, uh, you know, actually get it sent to Chicago, where it sat in the Chicago Harbor for a while while they built basically, you know, dug a massive hole and built, built the, uh, the exhibit around the U-boat. Cool. <laughs> yeah. I I was kind of disappointed that they had to cut a massive ass hole in the side of the U-boat in order to uh, make it, it, you know, tourable. But -hmm. at the same time, I don't think I, (laughs) I'm not entirely sure I would have fit through one of the the escape hatches. (laughs) Yeah, those things were made not huge. (laughs) No, they were very tiny. I'm a, oh, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, they slept in the, the the crew members slept in the torpedo bays. Yeah, it sounds like kind of an awful experience, to be honest. Yeah. I'm a, not a huge history person in general, but I do find that, like, when I get to, like, see and, like, be in proximity to history, I think about it a lot more. Like, I would never read a history book. That sounds yeah. awful. And I always did awful in history at school. But, I like, in that, like, museum context or whatever, when I can be like, oh, shit, people did this. Yeah. Like, then it really sort of stands out to me. Yeah. Oh. Oh, and also another sign- kind of cool thing about that whole ordeal is that uh, that was the f- first time in like uh, over a century that the orders had been given for boarding parties to launch, and is the last time. <laughs> Damn. You know that's a fun fact that's surprisingly kind of cool actually when you yeah. think about it. So speaking of history, um. How much of this can I say? I can say all of it. Uh, In the uh, Telegram group we have for the magazine, um, we were sort of brainstorming ideas together. And uh, Inter, who, you know, we love Inter, uh, Mm -hmm. mentioned that it might be really cool to uh, do an interview with... Oh, and now I'm forgetting his name again. The one that's like Akito, but not Akila. Yeah. Um, and I was like, who is that? Um, cause I just didn't recognize the name Yeah. and, uh, Inter got super mad at me and, uh, sort of brought up, I don't, do you know who they are generally? Yeah, I, yeah, I do. Yeah. So they brought up the fact that they were sort of the person behind the leaks and stuff back in 2018. Um, and as soon as you know inter mentioned that i was like oh okay i I know about the context of that story um but i just don't know like the specifics i don't really know who was involved i can't really like name names from it yeah and uh we sort of got into this discussion of how like there's not really any real record of like zoo history where like someone who's necessarily new to the community can like come in and see like oh this is 
what happened here and this is what happened here like yeah something more recent that i think people would know for sure even if you just recently joined with the whole sappho stuff where yeah. like someone who was a fairly prominent furry content creator came out of zoo but then also came out as like minor attracted and had this whole like weird mommy arc yeah and, like as much as it wasn't as big as like the zoo sadism leaks I think it's still something that was pretty like defining for the community in terms of like being able to put our foot down and say, no, you know, we don't want certain kinds of people. Um, And it's weird thinking that like a year from now, that probably wouldn't be something that new members of the community know of either. Yeah, because I've already talked to some people who have no fucking idea about any of that. Yeah. I mean, even the sadism leaks, I really only know about because I like had friends that were part of the community at the time who would sort of fill me in on what was happening yeah i remember her back when i was first joining the community there was just references to things i'm like the fuck you talking about yep (laughs) but then also i think it it makes an interesting question because we were talking about doing like a you know look back major moments sort of history thing with the magazine but then like someone brought up a good point of like if we're writing about it from our perspective, then we're immediately biasing what that history is for anyone who's yeah. reading it potentially in the future. That is true. Um, and like, it's weird creating like a historical record of everything that's happened without like finding some way to make it contextually unbiased. Yeah. What about you, Mr. History buff? Do you have any ideas? <laughs> I'm not the, I'm not a historian. I just enjoy learning about history. <laughs> Okay, so what's the best way to learn about zoo history? Well, my recently I've been listening to history podcasts. So if someone were if someone wanted to make yet another zoo podcast and make it make it about it, the history of the community, that sounds fun. Do you feel like there'd be enough content for that to be a long running thing? I'm not sure. You'd have to talk to a whole lot of gray muzzles to get all the info info you need. Yeah, and even then, you'd probably have. There's, there's probably going to be some inconsistency in some of the stories or you know, different takes on it. Or Yeah. I mean, I remember reading the, uh, or listening to the Zoot podcast on uh, the history of Zeta yeah. and uh, um, the sort of like rules and stuff that are with it and how even the person that they had on to talk about it was like, well, we think this came from this place, but also yeah. someone else said it came from this place and nobody really <laughs> knows anymore. Yeah. And then the, then uh, the person they mentioned in the podcast, uh, thirty thirty, he he completely disagreed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's just like, like a thing of, well, <laughs> this is a whole lot of subjectiveness, and <laughs> yeah, it's a shame. It, it makes me wish that someone, I guess, from earlier on, was keeping really detailed records because that is something that I would love to read. Um, just because yeah. I think it's more personally relevant to me, but. Like so much of that, I guess, is just kind of gone forever at this point. Yeah, I mean, some some more recent history can be found can be found recorded in like different forums and stuff. But of course, then that's going to be through the lens of whoever the hell's talking. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Even theoretically, going on to like zoo community and reading through old posts about what's happening is still like yeah. kind of weird and subjective. Plus, you need to like already know what you're looking for to be able to find it. Mm-hmm. Someone was pitching doing like a zoo wiki i think there's already one is there Uh, yes there is uh i had found it fairly early in my my uh hey 
adventure into who the zoo community i found it through zooville <laughs> i uh i googled the zoo wiki and clicked on the first link and it's just the wikipedia article for zoos like the animal zoos um and then i backed out and the second one was zoo the tv series um and then it was planet zoo uh and now i'm lost yeah the, and- <laughs> yeah, the, the one i'm thinking of is called zoophilia.wiki I will look it up after the podcast. But yeah, it's it's not a it's not a huge wiki thing, but it's got some thi- some uh, uh, things such as it goes over the Zeta symbol, Zoo Pride, the holiday, mm-hmm. hey, then just a bunch of other stuff. Like it also has a has a culture section under which is a thing called the Circle of Joining, which is like a marriage ceremony from. That used to happen in the community or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway. So here's a question for you. Um, and I bring this up just because I was looking at the wiki and I'm not sure how I feel about it. Yeah. Um, so when it comes to the way that people discover how sex works, um, you know, some of that is through sex ed in school, if you're lucky yeah. enough to live in a place where that's real and not just fake. Um, but then, like, some of it comes from porn, some of it comes from talking with friends, and a lot of it even probably comes from just, like, the first time you're with a partner, having someone yeah. who's willing to, like, help out and show you what's going on or, like, experiment with you. Um, when it comes to humans and animals, I feel like even if zoosexuality becomes something that's, like super prominent not not prominent super accepted it's still weird having like a whole section of like normal people sex ed on such a niche sexuality yeah especially because like you know it might not really be something that people want to learn about if it's not something that they're interested in um but then like learning about it from porn is weird and like the yeah. thing is like objectively humans and animals do have some differences in anatomy and things that you're supposed to do like differently for different partners and stuff yeah what do you think is the best way to educate new zoos that are curious about how to be with a partner uh without it being like i don't know weird yeah i've been approached by many people on with the topic of what the hell do i do and it's such a weird (laughs) question yeah yeah like what the fuck do i tell (laughs) especially like because there's like a 20% chance right now that it's an auntie who's just going to like screenshot you like trying to be helpful and be like, Oh, this zoo's trying to tell me about sex stuff and I'm a minor. Yeah. I would, it is a really difficult question to answer because we do need to have some sort of education thing so that, you know, people aren't accidentally causing their, their partners harm or mm-hmm. which is not, no zoo wants that head but then you need to to figure out okay where is it going to be visible holy no who's gonna write it yeah like even if there was something that was like excellently produced that was purely informational that was put out like it's not like you're putting that on like the zooier than thou website because it's just not like appropriate for that scenario the same way i wouldn't necessarily want it on my website even if it is really helpful information and uh, also, the reason I say, like, who's going to write it is, like, situation of, okay, how knowledgeable is that person individually? Are they mm-hmm. wrong? <laughs> yeah, no, true. 
so, so yeah, it's just a, just kind of a difficult question to answer. Mm-hmm. But it's one that probably should get answered at some point. Yeah, especially as as the community grows and and if we end up becoming more prominent. And I mean, I'm sure that the first thing that people say after like a video or a, a guide like that gets produced is like, oh, great. Now you're grooming people into this yeah. and like trying to teach them how to do it. And it's like, I don't know. It's so frustrating sometimes how every thing that we try to do gets taken in the context of like, oh, well, you're trying to like recruit people into zoo. And it's like, no, we're just trying to make a safe space for people that are already attracted. Yeah. But, you know, if they're, if they're going in with that assumption, then they're really not the people who are... Uh, how do I put it? Yeah, no, you're they, not wrong. They weren't intending to take it the right way regardless. Yeah, I just... I've gotten a weirdly high number of DMs from people, that even some other zoos, that are like, oh, well, you're just trying to advertise the community. And it's like, I mean, to some degree, I'm trying to, like, put a good forward like foot forward and show people that we're like trying to do good things but it's not like i'm saying like oh two for one special down at like the zoo community <laughs> buy one get one free what are you buying that's a great question bad dragon toys <laughs> <laughs> yeah for most of the dms i get are just like hey you got any stories oh my about god of you and yeah. your partner um, not that I'm telling you. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm not your erotica producer here. Yeah, there's so many times where I'll get messages from people that are just like, "Hi," and I'm like, "Hey," because I try to answer all my DMs. Yeah, and they're like, "Can you send pics?" And it's like, "Uh, no." no. <laughs> what? Why would You're I do that? No profile picture that's been active for like seven days and has never tweeted that sounds like the worst thing i've ever heard yeah but then okay then occasionally you get the people who are genuinely looking for like hey information for like to learn more and stuff like that and it's always mm-hmm. fun helping those people yeah so someone um sent me a dm that was like love your account so much and i was like hey thanks i really appreciate it and they were like, oh, of course. And then um, just said, tell. And I was tell? like, tell what? And they were like, about it with like five exclamation marks. And then we're just like, I've never been nodded. And it's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I like how the person just, just said tell and immediately assumed you'd know exactly what that meant. Right? It really sort of showcases where the headspaces of these people are. But also, like, every time I get a message like that, I assume it's from someone that's, like, 16 that's, like, just discovering Zoo, that wants to understand what that experience is like, or, like, learn more about the community, but might not have the social skills, or just doesn't feel comfortable having, like, a full conversation because they're just not, like, there yet. Yeah. I don't know. I'm uh, really enjoying being like public on Twitter and whatnot, but yeah, it is, it is nice. But... Some weird scenarios we get into. <laughs> yeah, I think probably one of the nicest uh, people who just showed up in my DMs was someone who was looking to be able to support their zoo partner as a zoo ally. 
Oh, that's so cute. Yeah, and they were just just asking, so like, how, so like, how does this how does this work what's that or she's like oh you are such a good person <laughs> yeah that's amazing i showed it to that person holy shit yeah right. i don't think i've ever had that one actually yeah it'd be nice i've also had a few people who reached out to me who've had just had some problems with getting into di- different spaces like I, since i'm a mod on zoo community so i have had people like reach out to me like hey i've Hey, I'm having some problems getting my account working. Another, <laughs> another, her one, which was fairly recently, uh, someone who was trying to get into Zany Zoo memes but couldn't. Mm. Was ZFU? It's one of those two. But anyway, yeah, I just talked to the talked to the people in charge of those spaces and got that worked out, and yeah. I love the Zany uh, Zoo memes group, by the way. I don't really talk in it because I don't like I'm spending so much time in my Discord trying to do stuff. Yeah. But every time I check in there, it always seems like everyone's having a lot of fun. Speaking of which, go check out his, go check out the uh, the uh, Zooey Magazine Discord. Hey, thanks for the plug. It's yep. pretty good. You can find a link to it to uh, on every single article we publish at the bottom, and also I think it's in the description of the Twitter account for that. I'm a mod there, but not very active. I just don't go on Discord very much. <laughs> Did you? Oh, this is so off topic. This is not a great podcast conversation. But like yesterday, did you ban someone from that server? No. Okay, amazing. Yesterday we had like one of our first like, I don't know, spam attacks, you want to call it? Yeah. Um, And I wasn't around most of yesterday because I was really busy. And so uh, the other mod um, ended up like banning one person and then the other person they were going to ban was already gone. And Hmm. so they were like, Oh, I guess Taro already banned them, but I didn't. And so then we were wondering if you did, but I guess you also didn't. So no, I guess (laughs) they they just left. left. (laughs) Wow. I mean, Hey, (laughs) if the the trolls are going to leave themselves, uh, well, by all means, saves me the effort for sure. I find it so funny because we have like uh, 75 people in the server, which is pretty good. Yeah. But there's like five people that talk. I mean, that's kind of how, how it goes in some spaces I found. Yeah, it's true. The five people that talk are great, though. So no complaints. Yeah. The few conversations I have been in, they've been fun. Yeah. Shout out to Martin Strang if uh, you're listening to this. Because uh, you're cool as hell. Also, I did not just dox someone. That's their name on Discord. Please. Okay. <laughs> I was just kind of wondering, like, <laughs> hold on a moment. <laughs> <laughs> and also to Jeffrey and... <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yo, uh, Chris Stevens that lives at 401 uh, Redview Lane uh, in this state. Um, you're so cool. Shut- <laughs> Shout out to my childhood friend, David, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that your phone number of 406315, whatever, is just so good. What a great phone number. And your social security number. What a banger. <laughs> I don't know why I know your social security number, but listen, it's great. <laughs> and oh Zoo and me, canceled for doxing people. <laughs> Every episode I'm on, we have to get canceled a little bit. Or yep. at least have to have the threat. Aki needs to feel uncomfortable while listening to it, just in case. 
<laughs> so anyway, want to play some copyrighted music? Oh my god, do I ever. <laughs> Ah, uh, no, it actually make sure it's a Disney owned as well or Nintendo. Oh, yeah. Anything with Nintendo is so fun. Yeah. So anyway, here's this music from Legends. <laughs> <laughs> oh, speaking of music, we are so close to releasing our next song and I'm so excited. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You want to um, tease it? It should be sometime in the next couple days i think probably tuesday um and we're doing uh a version of stacy's mom that's called stacy's dog um oh yeah and it's gonna be so fun and it sounds pretty good um and so i'm excited for that to come out i feel like anytime i do anything and i'm just like sitting on it waiting to release it there's just like a little bit of my brain that just will not stop thinking about it. Yeah. I get that. I just hope it's not like the the first song from Zood. Who's <laughs> like, it's coming out soon. How yeah. soon? Within the next month, maybe? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I love making music and stuff, but I sing. And so my portion of it is like done in like a week. Oh, and I'll write the lyrics and stuff usually. Yeah. But like it's pretty quick and then i'll finish like my vocal mix and then all the people that are real musicians that have to like make me sound good and do like instruments (laughs) and stuff take like a month which is totally fine like no flame but that entire month i'm just like please please i'm so excited (laughs) and they'll drop like demos in like the music chat and it's like oh this sounds so good (laughs) (laughs) yeah i I know we've talked about it personally before but you know, I've also wanted to do music. I just, just like, I don't want to be belting out a song in my house. That's fair. I mean, I don't know where you live, but um, I feel like there's actually a lot of different businesses that will like advertise as just like vocal booths or recording studios or whatever. I'm um, in the middle of fucking nowhere. I know of no such places here. <laughs> oh, in that case, just drive into the woods somewhere and do it there. I actually, I actually did try to do that one time. I'm for uh, I, I've mentioned this so many fucking times on the podcast now, but at the first time time I was going to be brave star, brave star and zoom them now. I my initial plan was to literally just drive out to like this remote place in the woods I know. <laughs> oh, but and it ended up not working out because a I was hey the, hey the uh, recording thing doesn't work on phones, oh, and okay. I didn't ha- I, I don't have a laptop. I have a desktop. <laughs> so couldn't even record even if we got the opportunity and also uh i can't remember the reason why but love cat was just unavailable Mm. well i was just like sitting there for like two hours just waiting (laughs) (laughs) oh that sucks yeah it was just like anytime now anytime Yo, I loved you on Zoot, by the way, when you did the uh, the radio show. That was so cool. Thank you. It was it was fun to do. <laughs> I, uh, also, I've done also... like, oh, sorry, no, you go, you go. Okay. It was also really fun hearing the end results, especially the part with Brad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> as we didn't we didn't bother to read through it, read through that part when we were recording it. <laughs> And so, though we didn't, I wasn't expecting any of the shit that was said. And 
I just remember. However, I do remember it was one of my favorite parts to record simply because of the fact that I got to go, Ugh, it's Brad. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, if you're out there and your name is Brad, fuck you. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Coming in hot. Yeah, turn off the podcast right now. Unsubscribe. <laughs> this is a Brad free zone. Yeah, feel free to continue reading our magazines. But no, this <laughs> podcast, get the fuck out. Brad. This is Bradest. <laughs> yeah, the one time I was on Zoot uh, for the interview or whatever, it was just like me and Mike chatting. And so I didn't really get to see like the behind the scenes and stuff. But I don't know. I always wondered, is it like, are they organized after all these times? Or like after how long they've been running? Or is it still kind of a mess? Well, it was kind of organized when I was doing the the voice acting. Like, hey, uh, Love Cat was there to coach me through it. What a hero. Yeah, and and then you know he'd send it off to Toggle, who would who would go over it and stuff like that, and but then and uh, apparently I was talking too fast, so it got <laughs> sent back. <laughs> so me and Lovecat had to go through yet another recording session. Yeah, that's why I can never be on Zoot. I talk so fast. Yeah, same. But yeah, then it ended. But then the problem was I didn't enunciate enough. <laughs> So it ended up not getting used. <laughs> so, so yeah, me and Love Cat suffered through two recording sessions and it didn't get used. I mean, not throwing shade, a, but you know. Yeah, good on Toggle yeah. for having high standards, I guess. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the production value true. on that show very is true. insane. Yeah. We do not have such standards. Both of us sound great right now, thank you. I mean, yeah, but we're not keeping up any standards. We're literally yep. just going. But we're reading the script off. So, oh, sorry. Um, Im- hey, 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 hey. Yeah, no, my bad, my bad. Shh. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> You're going to ruin the illusion. Oh, God. If this was scripted, we'd be the best voice actors in the world. Like, move over, Troy Baker. <laughs> Now I now I'm wanting to do like an accent or something. Oh, you love voice acting. Who's your favorite voice actor? Uh it, it would have to be uh he it's a guy named Sung Wan. Mm, I don't know if I'm familiar. Uh, he's on YouTube. He's Pro ZD. Oh, I know Pro ZD. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's my favorite favorite voice actor. He plays uh, uh Flack in Borderlands Three. Who is also my favorite character in Borderlands Three? <laughs> yeah, he's played a lot of stuff actually. Yeah, right? he has. His YouTube videos suck, but he's a great but, voice actor. I love, I love his skits. Yo, reviewing every single item off the McDonald's okay, menu, forty-minute video. Okay, yeah, those those I'm not great with, but the skits, the skits Trying are gold. Every single flavor of Lay's chip. <laughs> yeah, those aren't my favorite, but the the skits. <laughs> That's where it's at. His skits are good. Yeah, his yeah. skits are funny. I was watching one recently that was like uh, all about like cooking shows, and uh, I don't remember what it's called. It was so good. His skits are great. Yeah, Pro CD. If for some, if somehow you are listening to this, one, welcome to the community. Didn't know you were here. <laughs> and two, good job, mate. You're fun. You're good. Yeah, he's so good. Glad to have you. Or like when you see him, I feel like you just cannot imagine him doing the voices he does. But he's got such a great range. No, he actually did a skit based on that. <laughs> yeah. he's like, hey, hey, uh, 
what they what they ask me to do what do when they know what I look like versus how what they have me do when they hear my voice. <laughs> yeah. Do you know would... um Laura Bailey? I do not. Oh, she's my favorite. She's so good. She's in Critical Role, which I don't watch at all, to be honest. I don't either. Um, but I've heard good she, things, but yeah. She's such an amazing voice actress. Uh, did you play uh, Near Replicant? No. No? Okay. Uh, oh, God. What do you play? Did you play... Um, do you play The Last of Us Part 2? No. Uh, did you play Guardians of the Galaxy? No. <laughs> Did you play Days Gone? I'm not sure. Did you play Catherine full body? No. Oh my god. This is why you can't have me on the video game episode. I'll cry. <laughs> anyway, she's awesome and has been in everything, but you haven't played anything, so it's hard to say. <laughs> it's just none of that stuff is my game. It's the stuff I play. Okay, do you know, this is kind of a cool story, um, do you sort of know, like, the lore around The Last of Us Part 2? Like, no, sort of twist, I know nothing unquote? about Last of Us. Okay, are you, are you going to play the game? Can I spoil it? I'm probably not going to spoil away, but spoiler okay, so warning to everyone who is going to Spoilers for The Last of Us Part 2, it's a fantastic game. Uh, if you're still going to play it, you should. Um, but, uh, so, like, The Last of Us, the first one was, uh, like, really following the story of uh, Joel and Ellie, this, like, dad and this daughter, or, like, not his actual daughter, but, like, the dad and this little girl who were, like, traveling through the zombie apocalypse together, and it was very cool. Um, and then in The Last of Us Part Two, uh, the game, like, two hours in, uh, some other girl comes and, like, kills the main character, Joel, from the last game, and this was oh. in, like, none of the promotional material, um, and came way out of the blue. And then the rest of the game is you playing as Ellie, trying to like hunt down the other girl named Abby and like killing all her friends and stuff and like <laughs> finally getting to her. And right before they fight, you swap perspective. And then like the second half of the game, you just play as Abby getting to that point. And like The Last of Us is such a cultural phenomenon and like such a crazy popular game that um, people were so angry about... Um, like Joel getting killed and then having to play as the character that did it. Um, but Laura Bailey was the voice actress for Abby and she apparently got so much hate from people oh, uh, who I guess just can't conceptualize this <clears throat> fact that like a story is like Separate writing the and the voice actress <laughs> yeah. is not actually like the character that did it. And apparently it was yeah. like, it was so brutal for her, like the month or two after the game, because she was just getting like death threats nonstop, yeah. and people were like, Aiden constantly shitting on her. Aiden Christensen, yeah. how dare you murder children? <laughs> yeah, exactly. James Earl Jones, how how dare you lead the, the Imperial forces? Mm -hmm. But I think she won a like a big award for it, her performance. Yeah. So that was cool. Well, at least there's the there's the the. The award to soften that blow. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. She's a uh, she's just very cool in general. Anyway, that's me nerding out for a bit. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I, I I do enjoy doing some voice acting. Yeah, I hope. Uh, okay, what can I say about this? I think I can say this as well. Sorry, there's so many things that are going yeah. on behind the scenes that I'm yeah, not I know sure what if you're I can talk about. about. Uh, so you sort of do but there's another project that's sort of oh, similar really? there's a couple of things going on that might need voice actors soon and I'm hoping I can get you in on them 
Absolutely. That would be very cool. <clears throat> I also think that like any amount more zoo projects is great. It can is. never get enough. Yeah, the, that was one of the things that I did. I, if I remember correctly, one of the parts of my my thing was just like get out and do shit. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <clears throat> Even if it's just talking to people and that, but yeah, it, it's really cool to see all the new stuff happening. It's mm-hmm. like holy shit, progress is happening. I would uh, I'm waiting for like the first like openly zoo twitch streamer or something you know <laughs> i'm pretty sure there already has been a twitch streamer has there who? Uh, yeah i can't remember who it was but i remember that remember it being mentioned on zoo than thou that there was one person who did twitch streams oh, but i don't think me. they currently do them oh okay <laughs> but that is actually another thing me and akito have considered doing doing with this you know, the, the Zoo and Me brand is creating live streams. Yeah, I mean, it's fair. <clears throat> I think uh, the path forward for the zoo community is probably going to parallel the furry community to some degree in the way that that sort of rose to prominence. And I feel like yeah. at this point, there's lots of like VTuber furries that stream that are pretty popular and like YouTube content creators and stuff. And like, I think it's only a matter of time and a matter of a couple people being brave enough to do it until yeah. we sort of get into a similar scenario yeah one of the things we we were thinking of doing if we did start doing uh twitch streams or or live streams of any kind was uh uh the uh, phoenix Wright series <sighs> those are fun yeah yeah especially because i love i love doing voice acting and that's like the mm-hmm. majority of the game <laughs> That's that's very true. <laughs> Other than randomly, like, what the fuck do you want me to present here? <laughs> <laughs> that would be pretty fun. This is my evidence. A... Wrong order. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm uh, not that close to 2,500 on Twitter, but I'm getting there and I've got some plans for it. And uh, one thing I really want to do to celebrate is I would love to do like a, a game of like Zoo Jeopardy where mm-hmm. I host it and then get like three people that I know are like pretty funny and somewhat prominent members of the community and just do like a fun, like Jeopardy night. Can I? Oh yeah. hundred percent. I was going to invite yes. you for sure. I was probably going to get like, I mean, uh, I don't want to say names just, to, I don't want to pressure them into it, Yeah. but there's some people that uh, are pretty big names that I've been talking to that would love to do it. So I'm very excited for that. What about like, uh, like a uh, Jackbox party pack night or something? That'd be cool as well. Honestly, I kind of want to start like trying to run more games in the Discord server too, because I yeah. feel like that's something that we definitely don't really have, like a space where people can just like hang out and have fun and play some games and whatnot. But I think part of it is that like to have the most fun with that, you need to probably like join a call and talk. And I know a lot of people are uncomfortable with that, yeah. which you know, fair. No, no shade if that's you, but. I think there's like a level of bravery that's needed just to sort of engage with that kind of thing. Yeah. <clears throat> I've talked about this. I talked about how this when, when Mech Wolf was on, on, but, uh, you know, I've been, been in a, uh, <clears throat> a zoo VR group. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the first time I joined, I mean, God, I was so fucking nervous. Yeah. It was just like, oh my fucking god, I'm gonna fucking talk to people verbally. Oh my god, holy shit. Yeah, yeah. Because up until that point, no one had heard my voice. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. I don't think I've ever, 
prior to that, I don't think I had talked verbally to anyone. It was just through text. text. So it was just, oh my god, people are going to hear my voice. What the fuck? And I, I'm like, I'm so horrified of the idea. And I like, it's so unlikely to happen. But like, of running like a Jack's Bucks night, or like we were talking about maybe doing like a D&D campaign, because I think Ooh. that'd be really fun. Um, and having someone get like doxxed because someone recognizes their voice or something, and then being responsible for that, because it's in my server with like a game yeah. night that I set up. Like, it's so unlikely. But the fact that it theoretically, to some degree could happen is like, really making me hesitate on trying to push forward with that idea yeah i'm not too worried about that that sort of thing for, for myself personally because like that would require the the few people who know me well enough to be able to memorize my voice to be in the community and i'm fairly certain they're not yeah no i'm more than comfortable taking that risk for myself it's just weird yeah. like putting myself in a position where i'm potentially subjecting other people to the same risk yeah also, if you do run that D&D campaign, I want to join. Oh, God, I'm really tempted. If you're listening to this and you're someone who can DM, because I honestly just don't have the time to try and like run a campaign, please, for the love of God, like message me on Discord, message me on Twitter, and uh, we can talk about setting something up, because yeah. I think that'd be very fun. Because I, so, I have so many character ideas. <laughs> My personal favorite is like, was like an artificer. I was going to name Lombard the Bombard, whose entire I mean, thing is literally just making bombs. Yeah. Because, <laughs> you know, so there's something appealing to me about just lobbing explosives. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's, that's just fair. the American in me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I feel like uh, it would definitely be very fun. And I think it's the kind of thing as well, like okay so i'm really big into like numbers and metrics and yeah. social media and stuff but i think it's the kind of thing that would really like increase engagement in the server as well because if you're saying like we're gonna meet up once a week once every two weeks and play D D, and then people are talking about it other people see it and they're like oh that sounds really cool i want to get into it and then like you can really create probably even do like a couple of different groups that are running on different days and like i don't know it'd be very cool it would be it's kind of like like uh, the uh, what what's that what is this image game on Zoo Community that you started then I started running then we both ended up abandoning. It. Yeah, I mean that I thought was fun, but it yeah. just didn't get very much engagement, which is and I just kept winning. Yeah, well, I mean <laughs> you were very good at it, and also there was only ever like two people that would compete against you, so yeah. it was like a unfortunate mix of things. Yeah. But... There was a few people who would who would guess when I was hosting it, but eventually it just got to the point where, where the what the hell do I what what image do I use? Yeah, it was enough work that I didn't want to do it for yeah. no like feedback or like no participation because yeah. I know there was like two weeks in a row where just you guessed, and it was like, nah, all right, I'm over it. <laughs> How I will say for those two weeks, I was having a fucking blast. Yeah, no, it's a fun game. Uh, yeah. I think uh, no, no hate to Zoo Community. I think that if the forum was more popular and like there were more people playing it, I would probably still be running it today. Yeah, it's, but it's a great place. But yeah, it's it's a bit. It's, it's kind of like the the quaint village town of yep. of the community. Yeah, know, not too much happening. Pretty chill, but you know. anytime anyone is like, "I'm new to the community. Where should I go?" 
like the first place I always say is like zoo community and you will make friends so fast and you will meet so many cool people and like you'll probably drop it in like a month but like it'll give you that foundation and like yeah. you'll meet a lot of fantastic folks it does kind of feel like a revolving door in there sometimes yeah because no for a long time that was like my only he uh space i was in for the kazoo community he so i was just there constantly he so i'd see people come in and then they just disappear one day i'm just like what happened what happened where'd my friend go yeah but it's hard like running a forum like that and finding ways to advertise it and all the people that are involved in running it are also involved in like 30 other projects yeah also because it's a pg-13 space there's no porn so there's so that's not bringing in many people yeah <laughs> but, no, no, exactly. in my opinion that's not a bad thing <laughs> no i i agree yeah i uh don't get me wrong i really love some porn but i also <laughs> think that it's important to have spaces that are not necessarily pornographic yeah it definitely helps helps you know focus it on you know discussions and that and making it so that there isn't just people there exclusively for the porn. Mm. Yeah. yeah th anyway, that's how I ended up becoming the person with the most posts on the site. <laughs> <laughs> Took me a long time, but I finally put Mike, Mike in second place. Yeah. I, uh, it's funny, I was just working my way to get my third star on there when uh, I got made mod just for helping to run the magazine or whatever. Yeah. And uh, on one hand, it was cool getting like all the stars, but on the other hand, I felt a little bit cheated that yeah. I wasn't able to earn the third one on my own. Yeah, I, refu I refused to to uh, wear the moderator rank like properly until I had gotten my fourth star. Because <laughs> no, as one of the people... As you know, the person with the most posts, I was cut. I was trying to figure out, like, okay, so how many posts do you need to get here? How many? Mm -hmm. And I was just kind of recording it down. So I was going to wait until I had gotten the fourth star to take the moderator role. But did you buy all the the powers? What do you mean? In the store? Uh, the, no, the <gasps> no. I just bought a. I just bought a few of the little animated animals and stuff like that or <laughs> yeah i i don't know what the powers are for <laughs> they're for nothing i, I think know. technically speaking i think the idea was that if there was like role play uh having a certain amount of points would give you the ability to buy those things that you could then use in role play yeah um but also i don't really <laughs> think the forum is set up for like no it's, it's RPs, really not so and yeah, also really just sure. the fact that I've I've got thousands of points. Yeah. So like occasionally I'll just like, hey, you're a new person. Have some. <laughs> yeah. You can use them. I usually thank pretty much anyone who like responds to me posting articles in uh, the forum. Like we had silence. Uh, going to mark this down quick. Rolling. So. Since we're almost at an hour, I think it's about time for the Anecdote Archive. Would you like to start? Yeah, that's my favorite segment. Thank you. Last time I cheated and didn't tell an anecdote because I just <laughs> talked about the statue of a dog for a while. Isn't that technically a type of anecdote, though? No. No, Fair. it's not. But uh, you know what? I love that you're supporting me in this. Um, Always got so your I... back. <laughs> that's what friends are for, honestly. Uh, but I thought this time I'd share an actual anecdote because... Uh, I don't want to cheat twice in a row. Um, 
so as some of you may know, uh, I have both a human partner and a canine partner. Um, and I've had my canine partner longer than my human one, um, who I'm just going to refer to as my boyfriend from now on, because that's easier than saying partner so many times. Yeah. Partner, and, uh, partner, partner. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, me and my boyfriend met uh, just sort of towards the start of the pandemic, um, which I think is a time that a lot of people started meeting each other because it was very nice to have someone like to hang out with during that time. Yeah. And uh, he happened to be a furry, which, you know, makes things a little bit easier. But um, I'd had him over a couple of times and he really liked my partner and we were getting along super well. Um, and so we were sort of talking about getting into a relationship a little bit, but I would never want to get into a relationship with someone without sort of explaining the relationship that I have with my canine partner because yeah. that feels really disingenuous. Um, and so it was like a really awkward like day where I spent probably about six hours trying to figure out how to like tell him as we were just sort of hanging out and stuff. Um, and thankfully with him being a furry, uh, it was a little bit easier because like I could send him like feral porn and stuff and he'd be like, oh, that's pretty good. Or um, I'd say things like, wow, knots are really cool, right? Do you have any BD knot toys? Those are fun. And he'd be like, oh, yeah, I have one. Um, and so, like, finally the day of, uh, he was at my place, and we were hanging out and having some food. And I was like, uh, by the way, what do you think of, like, zoos? And he was like, oh, zoos are really cool. I'd like to go to the zoo sometime. And I was <laughs> like, nope. Uh, Not those what, ones. <laughs> yeah. What do you think about, like, people that are attracted to animals? And he was like oh, well, I don't know. It makes me a little bit uncomfortable. You know, I'm not really sure about it all. Um, but for the most part, he had like a only a little bit negative response, which was way better than I was expecting. So that was great. Yeah. And uh, I said like, well, what would I tell you if uh, like me and my, my partner, who I don't want to say the name of, yeah. uh, were, you know, like uh, sometimes active together? And, uh, he was like, gave me like a look and uh, I could tell he was like thinking about it and not really sure how to feel about it. And so I said, uh, I consider him to be like a life partner. I consider him to be like someone that I'm in a relationship with. And, uh, you know, you've seen us both together. Like I, I really love him. Um, and I really care about him and I don't know what like conceptions you have of people like that, but I hope that through what you've seen of us at the very least, there's like a little bit of you that, that doesn't think that it's like a bad thing. And, uh, he was like, I'll be honest. I'm really not sure. Give me some time to think about it. Yeah. Um, and so of course in my head that was like, Oh, uh, he is desperate to leave and will never talk to me again. Um, and so he left, um, and I tried to like give him space and we didn't talk for like three days or something. And uh, after three days, he messaged me and he was like, can we talk about it? And I was like, yeah, of course. Like, I'll answer whatever questions you have. Um, and so he came back over and uh, the three of us were sitting there and we probably talked for like two hours. Well, he asked me all sorts of questions from like, how did it start? 
you know, why are you into this? Uh, how does it work? Like, how do you know it's okay? All the sort of common questions yeah. that I'm sure people get. And uh, at the end of the conversation, he was like, I'll be honest, I still don't really know, but I'm willing to give it a shot. Um, and so fast forward, and it's about two and a half years later, and he is now super supportive, and he is all for it. He, I, he's an ally. He doesn't do a lot of like personal advocating or anything, but I, uh, I don't know. It was one of the scariest things I've ever done in my entire life, and I'm really happy that it turned out well because <laughs> yeah. it could have gone very badly. And I'm very happy for you. Oh, thank you. <clears throat> my my anecdote will be on a similar note. However, it's not as fun. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you got to balance it out, right? Fair enough. So anyway, yeah, I've tried several times to come out to my friends, you know. Oh, and so far, each attempt has not been successful. In terms of like they haven't taken it well, or no, as in I couldn't tell them. <laughs> <laughs> like, so the very first attempt, I had them over, and we were and we were her you nose know, hanging out around a around a bonfire in my backyard. Mm-hmm. Arden, you know, I kept trying to come up with how to say it, hit it, or you know, make myself say it. But every time I opened my mouth to say it, my mouth would move, but no sound would come out. So I'm mouthing the words at them, but they can't see it because it's we're we're in the dark. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's night out at the time, as all good bonfires are. Indeed, and so I just keep end up going. I'm, uh, uh, <laughs> but but you know more quietly. Yeah, it, not neither of the people I had over noticed. <laughs> Have you tried again since then, or was that just like the one and done? Oh, no, I tried many, many other times. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm having so much fun just imagining you in like different situations. Like you're at Subway in line and you're just like. (laughs) Uh, The next attempt, it was me and just one other friend. We were coming coming back from playing paintball. Mm-hmm. Much the same result of me quietly mouthing words and not saying anything. The <laughs> <laughs> uh, third time in my memory. This time, I I realized that, okay, I can't fucking speak when I try to say it. I'm going to write a fucking note. <laughs> hey, that's great strat. Thing is, is uh, now this was actually on my birthday. <laughs> And we were, and we were, we went into like the nearest town that has anything to do, because, mm-hmm. like I've said before, I live in the middle of fucking nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> so we ended. We went to a Perkins, and that was the first space I tried to say something. But we ended up getting put in a booth in the most crowded part of the restaurant, and I ain't fucking telling them <laughs> that point. <laughs> Understandable. And then by the time we we were done eating there, Harry, it was Harry, it was dark out. How it did? I couldn't bring myself to say it in the car, and it was too dark for them to read. <laughs> so that idea didn't work. Yeah, good effort though. Yep. My next strategy was to make a recording. Mm-hmm. 
because okay, I can't say it. I can't account for the light, the level of light in the place that we're, whatever the situation is going to be. So I'm going to pre-record the message, <laughs> and hopefully by the time they're done watching the message, I can speak. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, never got the chance to use it. <laughs> I do love your ingenuity, though. Yeah, because like since the start of the pandemic, we ended up not hanging out as much because, you know, pandemic. Yeah, made it hard for sure. <laughs> yeah. So we ended up not hanging out as much in person. And I I refuse to do it over text or something like that. Although I did try actually seeing if I could text the video. It was it was too long. It wouldn't send. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Have you done any like uh, testing the waters with them? Um, one I, which I've actually mentioned on the podcast before. It was I think it was the first episode actually. He about the friend who made a zooey joke back at me. Mm, yeah. Because no. Not, not, neither of the friends I've been trying to tell are furries, which does make it harder for sure. Yeah, so I, so I'm, so it's a real struggle to try to come up with, okay, what's the context they'll understand? I mean, one thing that you could try doing um, is sending them like memes that you think are funny that are like zooey, but not like aggressively zooey, yeah. um, and just sort of seeing if they laugh and how they react and stuff, or uh, being like. Oh man, getting in relationships is too hard. I'm just gonna marry my dog, and see if like they take that okay. Yeah, just stuff like that. But anyway, hey. So what I ended up doing with that friend, and at the time was just like telling just generally zooey historical facts, like such what? as such as the origin of the origin of the stereotype of Welsh people fucking sheep. <laughs> yeah okay <laughs> which for anyone who doesn't know basically uh he uh back back in back in the day he uh well there was a problem of the welsh just kind of stealing sheep from the english so they made it punishable by death to steal a sheep yeah but so and so the Welsh people who were trying to steal the sheep basically just whenever if they ever got caught, they said, oh, no, I wasn't stealing it. I was fucking it <clears throat> because that had a lighter sentence of prison time. That's so funny. Execution. I did not know that. <laughs> so that's how they ended up with the reputation as sheep fuckers. Is this why you're into history? No, but it's fun. But it is one of the advantages of no. <laughs> <laughs> So I so I I would do stuff like that or make a make a comment hint on something thing that was slightly zooey in some way. But yeah, then the, then yeah, playing Minecraft, have breeding the sheep and stuff. <laughs> runs out the fucking doors. It yells, "You started without me!" Jumps in the pen, starts rapidly crouching. <laughs> yeah. God, that was fucking hilarious. Yeah, I mean, I know that you said that you wanted to like be there in person when you do it, but yeah. I think another sort of fun thing is you've got seven episodes now of a really amazing podcast. It'd be kind of cool to just be able to say like, hey, I'm doing the, a podcast uh, 
right now. If you want to give it a listen, feel free. Yeah. I mean, that's, that actually is an approach I hadn't considered. Thank you for that. Hey, that's what I'm here for. <laughs> oh, and also, the very last attempt I made, was it was also a situation of... How are there more attempts? <laughs> because I'm, I'm determined. Mm-hmm. But it was also with the same friend who, who was, I was playing paintball with the last time. Yeah. That's, that's also the friend who made the Zooey's joke back at me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we were, it was the same situation of we were going to play paintball. It was even at the same place. He's, but during that time, he made an off comment about homosexuality. I was like, yep, and you're done. <laughs> Ooh, what kind of comment? I Dish. can't. I can't. It wasn't like. It wasn't like he overtly like I'm against gay people or something like that. It was just an off comment that just kind of killed my confidence. Fair. I will say like, if they're only medium on gay people, the chances of them being good with zoo is probably lower. Yeah. Because <laughs> no, I'm not gay, but at the same time, I understand like you just made a slightly homophobic comment. Has how is that going to play out? Like yeah. This? Yeah. No. Exactly. But yeah, so that was the last attempt. <laughs> mm-hmm. Still not successful so far, but I'll figure it out sometime. <laughs> I mean, the other thing you could even try, um, if you don't want to, although I guess this is maybe dangerous, but uh, is just send them like an episode of like Zoot or something and be like, yo, I just found this crazy podcast. And uh, just see like what they say to that and just yeah. be like, Oh, I can't believe this exists. Weird. Yeah, but another thing that's kind of discouraged me from making further attempts is that, had you know, we we've just kind of grown apart at this point. That's fair. <laughs> because of the fact that we weren't able to talk to each other for like two years, apart from like occasional Discord calls. Yeah. And I, I mean, was, yeah. to you as much as anyone else out there, like never feel like you have to come out to people because yeah. obviously it's your own safety and your partner's safety that you're putting on the line. So, so you know, always be careful. So yeah, at that point, so at this point, it's just kind of a thing of, do they really matter enough in my life at this point? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, they they were my loyal friends for years, but I barely talked to them. <laughs> yeah, that's sometimes how it goes with friends as well. So yeah, just. So now my my main focus is figuring out how to tell my parents. So do you think that the reason that you guys stopped hanging out as much uh, was to some part due to the fact that you didn't know how to pronounce their names? Oh my god. Because <laughs> I know that's a problem you have with your friends. Only when I've only previously seen it only <laughs> only when I've only known it in text for like ages. And David Herdman would pronounce it, so I'd then have to relearn how to pronounce it. What a great excuse, Brace. (laughs) I didn't get a chance to work that in very many times throughout the episode, so I thought I'd do like a callback. If you were listening at the very start, you get that joke. Yes, yes. yes. If you weren't listening to the start of the episode, what the fuck are you doing here? This is the end of the episode. Yeah, it's a weird way to listen to podcasts. (laughs) Yeah, listening to it in reverse. What a weird. I bet you're probably a fucking Brad, too. For any for any brads out there, you have to listen backwards far enough to get that joke as well. <laughs> no, if you're Brad, don't bother. Get the fuck out. <laughs> Just Bradophobia. Yeah. But also, if your name is Brad, feel free to follow me on Twitter. I could use the English. Like, totally. But other than that, 
get the fuck out. <laughs> increase the, increase the number, but eh, get out. <laughs> exactly. Well, and now we're gonna get. I think Ashley's <laughs> gonna be proud of us. We did a yep. full more than an hour. Mm-hmm. Considering we had a topic, but then couldn't actually use that topic, I feel like we did pretty well. Indeed. All, All thanks, thanks to you, to you of Mike. course. Jinx. Oh my god! What a cute moment! Oh, we just had such a cool thing. <laughs> and confirming even more of the people who ship us. <laughs> yeah, well, they won't ship us anymore after they know you can't say my name. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's just going to become a thing of, like, that's my pet name for you now. <laughs> <laughs> Your pet name for me is just pronouncing my name wrong. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Uh, well, thank you for listening to this episode of Zoo and Me. Hey, I'm never coming is... back. I feel bullied. <laughs> All right. This has been Brass Bulldog and Taro. Hey. <laughs> I'm Taro. Yeah. And Taro. Thanks. We'll see you next time. At least I will. We'll probably have someone that isn't tar- Taro. Fuck. I fucking... <laughs> Listen, I'm the person that's been guested the most. Mechwolf, take this. <laughs> but also, I never want to come back. I'm no. feeling a lot of conflicting things right now in the episode. Okay. <laughs> don't worry, don't worry, folks. We'll get this worked out. <laughs> and read my magazine, by the way, and join my yes. Discord. Do Follow that. me on Twitter. It's the it's the least you, least you could do to make it or shouting that out because like the least I can do to apologize. This yeah, <laughs> at here for the zoo on Twitter at zooey dot pub uh, dot pub on the internet. Come check me out. And also because we haven't mentioned it for in weeks now, if you have any suggestions for episode ideas or just want to comment on something, thing you can either email us at uh, zoo and me at pro. I believe it's at proton.me. Yeah, it is. Forgetting the, forgetting my own email, Jesus Christ. Or you can eat, or you can uh, sending send us a Twitter DM at at uh, Zoo and Me the the podcast uh, Twitter or at either mine or Akito's personal Twitters. We will respond to any of them. And also follow them because they're cool. Thank you. Anyway, as I've already said, see you next week. Bye.